Read a mail. For the month of May. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, the PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett Beck, and alongside me, Mr. Sawbridges, bringing you Lucky Reader Morale episode for the month of May. <laughs> With a computer okay, that's hold on. I know how we'll Windows do this. updating I know right how now. we'll pull this off. Okay, so winner, winner, chicken dinner. And our, our winner, winner, chicken dinner for this bonus episode is brought to you by Mr. Corey Crash Hickerson. Do we do that every episode? I thought that was Triangle Square. Yeah, no, that's, that's a new thing now. This is like, still Triangle Square. Well, no, I mean like episodes yeah no we're still gonna do it because we're we're a winner winner chicken dinner podcast and that's how we're gonna keep doing things so uh and then the next one will be for the next episode so we've got a list funny name Uh, remember if you play any of those kinds of games you can send in so that you can be uh the sponsor uh, and bring us our winner winner chicken dinner at the beginning of every episode but in case you don't know who we are, which I find it odd that you would be here again, like we said last reader mail, we are Triangle Square Day PlayStation Podcast. We normally come to you Sorry. with a full episode uh, on Mondays at 10 a.m. PST, 12 p.m. CST on YouTube or podcast services. If you watch us on YouTube and you like what we're doing, give us a subscription. Hit, hit, hit that little subscribe button and that bell so you can see the uh, you know when we post videos and Saul punches laptop, Smash which is. <laughs> Yeah, and then you know, like the video, just uh, you know, boost our egos and make us feel slightly better about what we do. Um, yeah. Saul, oh yeah, if you, you listen to us like- on podcast services, you should give us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Get our numbers up there, and of course, we just like getting feedback from you, polite, polite fellas. Uh, we've read a couple of them; they're so nice and glowing, and uh, we appreciate it. You should circle the mailbox on this thumbnail and put like a big old arrow to it, being like secret. <laughs> like all those clickbaity thumbnails on YouTube, dude, sure. they're terrible. Sure. Now we'll we'll do reader mail as Illuminati. That's how we'll pull people into this. Uh, it'll be I found false the, advertising. I found but, the worst YouTube channel I think I've ever seen. Oh, uh, the one that posted that uh, "Who is Jay" video. No, that that's Selkin HD or Selkin Python HD, uh, my man. But uh, no, it's it's a I can't think of what it's called. It's it's a guy who does nothing but quick bait videos, and I can't tell if his voice is a robot or if it's him talking. Oh, I think I've seen this, and it it bothers me too because I'm like, is this like Microsoft saying like or is this a person? I clicked on the video thinking I was like, okay, this is actually one of those stupid quick bait things that. I don't care. I just want to know why that picture is there. <laughs> like, I want to tell you that there's a surprising number of tech YouTube channels. Whenever my computer crapped the bed uh, this past week and I was really trying to figure out what was going on, I was looking at a couple of YouTube videos to try and get me past errors that Windows was giving me that I've never seen. Uh, and a lot of them are just people who have like really ridiculously long over-the-top intros for their videos, and then it goes into a Microsoft Sam voice telling me Oh, no, do. dude, and then it's like OBS <clears throat> recorded uh, fixing a problem. It's very odd. I don't know. There, there are some really good YouTubers out there for that, though, that, for, that fix computers. I got to find this video, though, because it's like a penny stuck in a car handle. Okay. And I was just like, what it like? And it was like, stop, stop these thieves from stealing your car with these tricks. And I'm like, what does a penny in the car door handle has to do? I don't care. Like, my car is not going to get stolen. Because you know, somebody's like, tried to pull on your handle. I've I've seen that trick before. But Saul, this is reader mail episode, not a figure out what YouTubers we like best episode. So, are you ready to get into some questions? We can. We I, can. Uh, Saul's laptop is pointless. I don't even know why he has it open. I think he's just wanting to see when he kills it. Can I be a tablet too? Can you? Oh, man. No. Oh, man. <clears throat> For How I Met Your Mother fans, Saul is now the Blitz. Um, Saul, you'll understand one of these Don't days. that terrible joke. Uh, excuse you. Uh, Saul and Webro. What's up, Corey? Uh, long-time watcher, first-time writer. Question. I've heard Saul talking about doing a dirty man speedrun of Dark Souls. As a fellow speedrunner, I'm curious what... 
got you into wanting to do a speed run. And if this could be a special Saw Plays episode, we see someday. Corey. Corey, thank you for writing in, buddy. Thank you. Uh, and actually, thank you thank you for Facebook messaging me and then telling me that he had reader mail. That's exactly how he did this. And I was like, for my wee bro, I'll make an exception. Yeah, I was like, not really our uh, typical form of not entry, our, but yeah. Uh, not our MO, work. but you know, we'll, we'll do it. So, Saul, uh, what made you want to do this dirty man speed run? And go ahead and explain to everyone, including myself, what a dirty man speed run is. Because a dirty man speed run is not trying to break any record. It's just trying to set a goal for yourself and doing it. So That you continue to iterate upon? I or, I mean, kind or, of, yeah. Like I, okay. So I've gotten to the point now where I could be Dark Souls three in one sitting, um, and it takes like six hours, seven hours. And you did that with Bloodborne as well, didn't you? Uh, I did Bloodborne in a little bit longer. Okay, Bloodborne but I mean, took, but you did it in one run, right? Oh uh, well, no. Bloodborne was also disjointed. Like I literally sat on my off day and played Dark Souls three after I did the Souls play on a new character and I beat the entire game. And it was like four o'clock, and then it ended up being like, like I think ten o five or something that I'd beaten the game. Um, okay. But uh, actually, I think Titan Souls was the one that got me into it because there was a trophy for beating the game in less than 20 minutes. And that kind of opened me up to like cool speedrun stuff. But not only that, but when Bloodborne came on PS Plus two months ago, it was kind of a thing of like watching. Um, oh, I can't think of his name. He's a speedrunner. There's an IGN video of him beating Bloodborne in 34 minutes. I linked it last time we talked about it. Um, but it was super cool. And like I was like, that's really cool. And so I kind of watched people do this. And there's two people that I really, really, really enjoy. Uh, I'm, I think one name in my head is wrong. But his name is um, like, ooh, it's not Ezekiel, but it's something similar to that. And there's a guy named Lobos Jr. Lobos Jr. just does a lot of crazy stuff, but he's done speedruns too. Um but what I have plans for, and this is something that I'm not talking with Brett about, I actually mentioned before um, we recorded this, and something I want to see if we could do. So, Brett, what if, I don't know what episode of Saul's Play this will be, because this will be a completely new like thing. Um, what if one day during E3 week, I'm on vacation, one day that either you get off work or you can have off or something, maybe Saturday or Sunday, um, you come over to my place and we will sit down and just hang out with people on Twitch and I will beat the entirety of Dark Souls 3 in that one sitting. So like six hours of hanging out, eating eating snacks and stuff, and then interacting with people on Twitch and then beating Dark Souls 3. Let's do because it. the reason I, I want to do it this way, there's a thing called YouTuber luck, Let's Player luck, Streamer RNG. I've heard it a couple times. I had never, I promise you, I've never died this many times in Dark Souls 3 as I have Oh, yeah, but one. now you're playing. and you, you Now see, I'm playing and talking while I'm playing. It's because, you know, you're being and distracted and you also kind of know that no, you're going to be just, a little bit scrutinized. It's just the second uh, Elgato comes on, it's like, let's screw up. Because I'm telling you, when I did um, this little, like, dirty man's thing, it's like, the um, what was it, Tuesday, uh, and I beat it in one sitting, I died three times. I counted it. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you've done this. To Dark Souls three, um, but yeah, so like that's pretty much it. Uh, was that a was that a little shout out to the? I can't, I can't believe, believe you've done, done this. <laughs> yeah, but um, <clears throat> if you guys are interested in something like that, if you guys will participate and come hang out with us for something like that, I don't want to take up all of Brett's time. So like Corey I, will, I know Corey. I will. figure I could at least get like two or three hours in, then Brett come over and then spend the other three, two or three hours hanging out with me and and uh, everybody on oh, Twitch. Man, I spent six hours with you. I don't get to see you that often but, anyway. 
But I thought it'd be something fun. It like came to me as an idea the other day. Uh, I actually think I mentioned it when I was playing Dark Souls. Of like, I'm just gonna sit here one day on Twitch and beat everything, and Brett's gonna hang out with me. And I was like, that's actually a good idea. That's actually a plausible idea. Um, as long as Elgato and stuff works with Twitch, well, and my internet doesn't crap out. All right. But, well, good. That sounds good, Corey. You go be there for that because you missed the last live episode and you, uh, and I'm sh- you, you, you sobbed in my, uh, in my. What, what do they call it? I guess my messenger bubble well on, on and, facebook and Corey, uh, we I, missed you buddy i need you to download discord if you don't already and join us on discord because it's only right now me and josh in the dark souls chat and like i need we need more people like it's come on we need more people specifically in dark souls our discord's doing fine <laughs> no oh yeah yeah our discord has enough people believe me but oh did you ever we could use no more. i'm not gonna say it on air never mind because there's an action you can do in discord that sends people to your discord as like a joke if you put at here I don't know how it does it, but apparently it opens the floodgates and like thousands of people coming to your Discord. It's like people waiting for that thing to pop up so they can join it. So like it's an instant invitation to these people or something, and they just they wreck your channel. So please do not do that in ours. Well, why did you even put it? No, I said I wasn't, but it's just like it's so funny that I had to. Now say you've it. laid the seed for. I'm curious the stalker how, people. How well our, that really works? You, you remember the stalker people that showed up and then disappeared? Who apparently no no Shoko. Speaking of which, where's Shoko been? I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll find you, Shoko. Uh, okay, yeah, next question. At? What plat are you most proud of that you have? And what plat don't you have that you want? My most proud would be either Dark Souls 1 or Kingdom Hearts 2. The one I want is Final Fantasy fourteen that comes to us from a board, Josh Ayers. That's a um, that's a good question because Final Fantasy fourteen would take a lot of time, I would think. We've talked about it a few times. Most proud of continues because we've been asked kind of that version at least you know uh, what? a few times is Terraria. Uh, and that's more because of the fact that I stayed that dedicated to it. Uh, the plat that I don't have that I want is really, and I don't know why I don't do it because I love the series. It's just, I, I guess it goes against playing it the way I really love to. I don't think I have it in me to get any of the Kingdom Hearts games. They're just too oh, grindy I, for what they the, are. The Kingdom Hearts ones I'll say is one, but here's what here's what it really is. And Liam knows my, my sad state on this. I don't think I have it in me to continue playing the original Nier as many times as it wants me to, to do all the things that it wants me to do to get the platinum. So I just, I think I'm going to give it up because it would take quite a long time. And I just, with the backlog that I have, which isn't even that bad, but I have enough of one. It, you know, it's, it bothers me a little bit. So I would say proud of, and I've said it before is, um, sound shapes. Cause they get that, the plat, that one and bloodborne are my two favorite because okay. bloodborne was my first one sound shapes. But what I, what I, what I want all of the dark souls, like I want to go to, Including to the next gen, yeah, and have every single Dark, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3 all platted out. It's a Soulsborne series. Yeah, I want to I already have Titan Souls. Hopefully so. that Demon Souls remake, I'll, that's probably not going to happen, but you know. Then I'll just need to get the Will Surge. Will of a Dream. All right, let's see what not we have here. Uh, we have an L2B bonus question. That's how we're doing this. Uh, hello, go, hello again, fellow Triangle Squareders. I like that. Where is your HP bar at right now? Any game-related poison item that would make your health bar go down? Any health regenerative items, small and large items? Which food items would you bring to a boss fight? This is an interesting question, mainly because I, I guess maybe I'm understanding it a little weirdly. Saul, what do you what, what do you take on this? What's this? So I think uh, what he means is like where we are right now. Uh, like, how are we feeling today? And then, like, what is going to make us feel worse Saul's, in real life? Saul's, like, blinking red today. Like, he's like, if you're playing... Oh, no, like- dude, I'm at, like, 1 HP. And, like, the thing is, is that anything involving work will kill me at this point. Um, but what will what is going to heal me and what is going to heal me when I get home here in about 45 minutes is some Chick-fil-A. 
It's going to heal me real good. I was really hoping, even though you don't have a sectional, I was really hoping that you were going to say sitting on my couch and I was going to say sectional healing. <laughs> it wasn't a good joke, but I still wanted to get it out of my system. Nope. But yeah. Um, okay. And- well, I'd say today wasn't that bad for me. Um, so I'm going to say I'm at a good, I, I, I'm not a hundred. I'm going to say I'm at a good 60. What would you bring to a boss fight? Now, here's the thing. So if I had to bring something to a boss fight, I'm going to loop this together with the health regenerative item because this is how it works in RuneScape. I'm going classic RuneScape here, uh, and I'm going to say... 2007 Scape. You bring... Yeah, I mean, old school RuneScape, as they call it. I am bringing lobsters because that's what everybody does. Lobsters among fish, sharks. But the most, you know, the most cost-efficient at the period of time in RuneScape was the lobsters. Uh, and you could also catch them pretty easily yourself without having to have a ridiculous fishing level. And there was money to be made with in them early on, you know. I would pocket some of my chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. That would be my small item. Yeah, so I'm going to go red lobster and just grab a lobster with the things on its To hands. To the boss battle, I'm going to take my hat, though, because I can guarantee you right now I'm not going to feel like doing my hair before a boss battle. So Yeah. You, that's you, the you, only you, reason I wear hats is because you, you, you I'm too lazy up, to do hair. You wake up and you're like, oh, i got a boss battle today. Just I mean, I literally hopped out of the shower and I was like, should I do my hair for like, should I actually like stall my hair before I come over there? And I'm like, no, like I'm too tired. So like hats, <laughs> really, the, that's the only reason I have hats. Your hair looks better than mine, man. Keep it up. Three, Mr. Liam asks, what are some of your video game waifus? Okay, I'm going to say right now. To be. To be. Or not to be. Whew. Give me that two booty. Two, two B's a, a video game waifu. Arnea from Final Fantasy XV was like waifu material i just wish i knew her better i had this conversation earlier rna is the biggest she is the biggest example of jrpgs that just bring in a hot woman what, to just be what about highwind to just be tits and flash That's because highwind, she's really it? cool rna highwind yeah yeah which um, is crazy that what they did to her in that game because you know what highwind is right no i mean i guess not at least on recent memory because like this is what this literally just popped into my head highwind has always been the name of your airship Oh yeah, something you ride. That was also in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, your raft was named Highwind. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you get it now, don't you? <laughs> anyway, man, yeah, I'm telling you, that's. It, it, I have said that the biggest thing to me about that game, as much as I did actually like that game, there's a couple of characters that just weren't fleshed out enough, and I think Arnea was used as a throwaway. Like, oh, she'll just be tits and flash. See, not tits and ass, tits and flash, because she's cool. She's got a really cool like art look to her. Like her her armor is tight. She has a really cool fighting style, but she's also obviously scantily clad. So yeah, to yeah, be or she serves the the fan service that you normally have. Uh, Kara has been getting me on some Detroit. I'll say she's, yeah. I like her quite a bit. Uh, it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't hurt the Valerie Curry, joking. the actress that does. They're both it. robots. She's, she's very attractive. They're both robots. <laughs> That's a good point. But they're you're a very weird person. <laughs> I was joking. Other about the other part. waifu uh, that I just think is a funny funny joke was Yuna the, the doll, 10. the doll from Bloodborne. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. But I bet no, you that's no, one of Liam's favorites. More seriously, I'm trying to think of other other girls that I just no, like that really 10. hit me. Um, Got a soft spot in my heart. I like Raven a lot, but in terms of like wife food, that I just feel like I'd be able to sit Raven from Gravity Rush. I think it was um, Teen Titans. No, I mean, yeah, I mean Raven from Teen Titans is cool, but she's not a video game waifu. Um, no, but I really like cats. Like in terms of if it was, was going to be my wife, like you know, if that was really where I was going with this, I like Cat because she just got like a cute calmness to her raven seems like she'd be the one who like she tells you to wash the dishes and you're like i'm tired and she just slaps you upside the head and i don't need that in my life i really thought you were talking about a cat-like person <laughs> and i was like we're finding out some weird stuff about brett today uh to I'm trying to think of other ones. i know that there's one name. i'm gonna oh well you know it, it, it's funny i i said that about raven but then 
I, I really do like Kaine, despite the fact that apparently in that game world he might be a man. I, I don't really. That's a thing about. Uh, Isn't she original. also like 14? Kaine? Yeah. No, I'm talking about the original Nier. She's a foul mouth. Is she in uh, no. Automata? Get it out of my head. No, she's not in Automata at all, but she is the she is what the androids are based off of look-wise. That's been confirmed. Um, well, no, I, will, I know that. I'm just... I'm just no, yeah. man, she's like I super thought, scantily clad. If I could reach my Nier case from here, no, I'll show you. I, no, I know what she looks like. She wears like that but little she white is, She is not outfit. 14. I don't know why I thought and she was a, like 14 or 15. Whether or not it holds true in uh, Gestalt, which is what we got... Uh, the American version of the original Nier, uh, in Replicant, she, she's like trans. Right? She is for sure trans. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of there's undertones that I can pick up on that are trying to be like obvious about it in the original. Uh, I mean, in the original game for even the American release, but it, they don't just come out and say it. So I know that I'm literally going to miss one as soon as we're done here, and I don't know who it is. So those are my those are my recent ones, um, and I'm just going to have to stick to it. Uh, Ryan. Our boy Ryan, God, dude, I haven't, I've not talked to Ryan or Josh in a while. I mean, Ryan or Josh, well, Josh too, but Ryan, Josh, or um, I was talking to Ryan the other day, Austin, uh, John. <clears throat> but anyway, Ryan asked on Rush Impressions because he did not get around to playing. I put the that back beta. in there because we 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 talked about it on the podcast, but I don't but know. I talked about the fact that I missed it, but uh, I didn't got, get to play it the night I expected. So this is gonna be all on Rush. I, I mentioned it a little bit last episode. Onrush is a little different than what I was really hoping for. I was really wanting more of a traditional racing game where there is a point A, point B that you're trying to get to. And there's, I really did, I love the MotorStorm series. Yes, I know that racing games are not necessarily innovative, but when they're done really well, I enjoy them heavily. Uh, so Onrush isn't quite what I was expecting in that thing. It's more like a hero shooter as a, as a driving game. Uh, it's an objective-based driving game. So you drive and there is no start or finish. You, you it's like Splatoon, right? Somebody's told, like, Sean, yeah. I think Sean described it as Splatoon or Splatoon, but I don't know if that was the I game mean, he was kinda, describing. But I mean, I would say that, like, it's objective-based. So, like, you know, you're driving. It's like, okay, the objective this round is to uh, drive through these gates, uh, but you also got to keep the opponent team from driving through the gates, and that's something that you have to kind of like, okay, well, do I miss the one gate to hit this enemy, uh, you know, this opposing team player, blow him up so that he misses the next three gates, but then I still hit the other two, so I'm still two ahead of him technically speaking and like it's kind of like a weird game of constantly changing on the on the fly what you're really doing and i like it and it controls really well and it's 60 frames per second uh which it controls very smoothly it's very pretty and it's 60 frames per second even on the original ps4 uh which is really surprising and on pro it's you know it's still 60 frames per second but at a higher uh resolution i want to say 1440 um but i I mean it's really fun and i I definitely love the guys uh and People are different things about it. I, I thought Drive Club was actually a good game. Uh, maybe not perfect, and it was delayed too many times. And the, by the time that it got out, yes, I mean, it should have been a little bit more maybe for what it, for it how long it took. Real pretty for, I loved for it, it, though. Especially it, was, it was a really good mix between realistic and arcade uh, which I like because it, it really contrasts itself well against Gran Turismo, which is not arcade at all. Um, so, I mean... I, Ryan and me have already talked about it. I'm probably going to buy the game just out of sheer support for the developer because I really did like uh, most of the games that they made. I loved all of the um, MotorStorm games on PS3, and I liked Drive Club a lot. So, I mean, it is what it is, but I- I'm glad to just support the developers more than anything. So. Oh, we're going down numer- numerically. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, just kind of doing it. I however. can't wait. We're almost done. 
five. At what point do you think a game producer developer needs to hang up the yearly release and start supporting the games as a service? Like Call of Duty started really going downhill at Ghost. If the engine doesn't change, why release a new game? Just support it with quality DLC already. This comes from our boy Dan Groobs. Toxic I Gecko. I don't, I don't think they ever will because not not because they can't. But like what Brent was saying with Destiny One to Two is because you can't sell DLC at sixty dollars for most of the time. And well, you, you can't you can, type it up. But you've, it's got to be more than your typical DLC. And what they do is they ride this fine line, and, and it's another thing that Diablo did. Even if it was a good game, they ride this fine line of giving you a full game that's a really a lot of content at sixty dollars, and then having you pay forty dollars for a DLC that's less than a quarter of the content of the of the game that you got. And I think that there's something to that. I mean, you stand to make more money making less content. And on a games as a service, it adds up that you know, you're covering a you're with long term support. You're bringing more people into your game. So there's there are benefits to to this. You're no, bringing, no, no, there you're is. You're bringing more people into this game, I'm and it is cheaper why. to make more content on the same engine than constantly try and reiterate and do more groundbreaking stuff. Um, Kind of like what we saw with the same engine being used and the same similar assets, if not the same assets, used on New Vegas from Fallout 3. It made that game cheaper to make, but people still it still sold extremely well. And people, people still like liked it better it. than 3. Um, or, you know, a good chunk of people do. I'm one of them myself. Uh, but yeah, with that being said, you know, you there is the argument to be made that the DLC costs that much to cover the cost that you're not having to pay for a subscription. Um, I don't quite agree with that. Because uh, another example of that was making um, the... Uh, Necromancer DLC for Diablo, fifteen bucks or thirteen bucks for one character. Not even like a couple of new level areas, but not a whole new chapter like they did with, uh, which was still overpriced at forty dollars. But like they did with the um, Ultimate Evil Edition when they added uh, Reaper of Souls. Um, but well, I, mean, I, mean, I think that there's it, something to be said. Cause, he is talking about yearly franchises, though. Yeah, and, and I know. I'm just saying that there's the arguments of why they should go towards it are there. The other like thing Madden, is that Call of Duty. they give the, the yearly uh, games like Call of Duty and Madden. Now, maybe not Madden in the sports games, because a lot of those studios are, are actually the same studio iterating on the game within a year and then have like a, probably a back studio uh, optimizing the engine change that they inevitably do on the third game, uh, like they tend to do. Typically, if you skip two and you go back to one, you'll tend to get noticeable differences on yearly uh, games like this, you know? So, like, if uh, you played Ghost and then you didn't play another Call of Duty until Infinite Warfare, there was an obvious jump, technolo- like technologically right. which, speaking. which now, which <clears throat> a lot of people are giving Black Ops 4 high, or flack, because they're like, it looks like Black Ops 3, it's in the same generation, like, it, it, Black Ops 3 was really well done. It's going to look but like... But I will say... It's going to look, it, it looks good. Was, it, like, was Advanced Warfare cross-gen? No. I'm pretty sure it was because Black Ops 3 was cross-gen as well. Ghost was the only cross-gen Call of Duty game. No, Black Ops 3 was as well. I mean, Black Gar- Ops 3 was not, was it? Oh, yeah, it was because the stupid caught campaign thing. It was $50 on so, yeah, PS3 guess, campaign, so I'm pretty sure. Is, is it? But is my it point being is that really? I didn't play the campaign for Black Ops 3 yet. It's I do intend to, but my point being is that Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare looked a lot better than Advanced Warfare, like noticeably better. Uh, so, I mean, I will say there's something to be said. It kind of bounces around. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I think that there's a point where they do need to do it personally uh, because one of the be- biggest examples of a yearly franchise that started to do kind of bad, but it doesn't have an online component in the same fashion, uh, but uh, Assassin's Creed games suffered terribly from being iterated on every two years from other teams and, and possibly three years, but they were coming out too quickly. They felt like rehashes and reskins. Uh, definitely when you had something like Unity come out, 
and not even be correctly optimized and be a little too ambitious and not be able to hit things and letting something like that get by quality control. But I think that you saw a very big jump. And I think a lot of people agree with this. You saw a very big jump in quality, uh, from syndicate, which was the last one they did in 2016. Yeah. Uh, or in 2015 and then 16 skipped a year. And then 17 last year we got origins Origins. and origins Origins was was a far better game. I still want to really play origins. Um, you so, sold it, didn't you, though, right? Yes, I traded okay, it in because I'd beaten it and I didn't play in the Platinum. Uh, that being said, though, you know, they're talking about this new rumored Assassin's Creed um, and that it does have a rumored release date of next year, but why would it be leaking this heavily if it's that far away? I feel like it may come out this year. If it does, it's a step back. So, I mean, I'm with you. I do think if the engine doesn't change, why release a new game? Right. But they do it because there's money to be made there and that, we say it all the time. Above all, this is a business, and as long as people are buying it, and there is a very vocal group that want a yearly Call of Duty, partially so that they get catered to, because like we talked about, um, the World War Two team, which is um, Infinity War. No, it's not Infinity War. Uh, Infinite Warfare is Infinity Ward. Then you have Treyarch. Oh, Sledgehammer. Man. Sledgehammer, thank you. Uh, the way they kind of do this with Call of Duty, there are people that dip their toes into all of them, but then there are people that dip their toes into One every third game. Like, okay, every Treyarch game I'm going to play because they cater more to me, or every uh, Sledgehammer game I'm going to play. Excuse so me. there's something to be said there. I mean, it gives people... If that's the case and people are only playing every Sledgehammer game now, then they saw quite a noticeable jump from you know Advanced Warfare to... World War Two, I mean, it was there. So, I mean, there's there's balances to it, but the people who want to play it every year and just play it, it's going to happen. So, I mean, you're keeping them going, and it lets uh, the publishers get money and hopefully continue to invest in, in other projects that may not be as big but a little bit more um, ambitious in a different way. Games of the Service is a really weird thing for me because I don't really play any of them just quite yet. Uh, definitely not often. So, And I think if I had to say the one I played the most of would be Monster in the World, which I still need to get back to, and I'm sorry I, I ended up accidentally skipping out on you dan but we i will get back to it and if you're still playing it i'd love to have you come on and, and you know we could hang out and fight the ball hazak or whatever uh but Saul, do you have anything you want to add to that no i pretty much agree okay. I, think, I think it's all pretty much a pretty insane mindset okay next question comes from l hello again another friday another podcast question sorry please get pulled in this way uh which game had you spending the most amount of money on game related things dlc micro transactions merch keep up the great work thank you l you're always so kind um grab that out of five because of how many times i bought it <laughs> i'm like i'm not joking with, with, with the witcher spent... three crouching cro- cro- up right behind it i only bought witcher three three times <laughs> um near was twice Okay, so let me think here. Final Fantasy 15 was three, two, 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 two times. Um, but no, I, I seriously think that Grand Theft Auto Five is takes that spot because of that. Um, but if I had to like just go with something else, I don't really like Destiny, I guess, because you we bought the expansion, we bought it on Xbox, we bought the expand or we had the season pass, right? I ended up buying it as soon as you like right the day before you ended up selling your Xbox like really randomly quickly and be like oh yeah I'm not playing Destiny anymore and I was like well this I sucks I, don't, I never did that yeah you no. and Blaze both did it we we just we just played we played so much and grinded so much we we expressed our feelings when we were grinding but um because that's when the grind was real but um so yeah Destiny I think Destiny one because we bought the original one on Xbox and then we bought the collectors. The Taken King season three, year yeah, you, three collectors. You, you and Blaze did. I did not. I just want to say yeah, that. Yeah, you did because you played. You played it. I did not. I did not play until Iron Banner. I mean, not Iron but Banner. You bought, sorry, uh, but Iron... you bought the thing that came with all of them together. That's what I'm talking about. Well, yeah, but at the very end. So I'm you, talking about. But you bought both. 
I, what do you mean both? You bought Taken King, and then you also bought the DLC for uh, Rise of Iron. That's what I was trying to say. I didn't buy I Taken King. I just bought the expansion. Well, I know, but, you're, I'm, but I'm saying you spent more overall in it than I did. But I will oh. agree. I did spend. By the time that it was said and done, I did spend a lot. But, you know, I'm going to take this very different direction because he, he was kind enough to include merch. And if I had to say... Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, man. I've bought this so much This man has like Kingdom four Hearts Kingdom Hearts, Hearts keychains at least. I've had tons of Kingdom Hearts shirts. Uh, I have I have one that I refuse to let go of because it's incredibly cool, and I'm I'm getting close to being able to fit it Is again. Is the white one? Uh, yeah, that's got the keyblades all over it. Yeah, it's awesome. And then I've got my big wall full of Kingdom Hearts uh, pops over there. I've got my actually Dark Souls would be my. Would I, be I got my Sora. Ah, oh, my arm! You bring your arm right there. That you can see that Kingdom Hearts logo. If you are uh, watching us on YouTube. So, yeah, Kingdom Hearts is probably the yeah. thing I would say uh, the most. Um, so that's because I'm not really a big DLC person or a microtransaction person. I've really never done microtransactions. Now that I um, think about it, I've spent more money on Dark Souls. Dark Souls as a, the as franchise a whole. As a whole? A Soulsborne as a whole. Because I sure. bought Bloodborne twice. I bought Dark Souls twice now. Dark Souls 2 twice. Dark Souls True. 3 twice. Why'd you buy Dark Souls 3 twice? Because my, my disc was having problems when I went the original release. And I got the day one edition of that that came... I actually bought the uh, strategy guide that came with a little bonfire pop-up. Sure, yeah. Um, but my, my it was having, like, disc problems, and that is not a game you don't have disc problems in. So, like... I can't remember if I traded it in until... Because it was Jonathan I talked to about, and I, and I told him that my disc is messed up, or if I just... Or if, it, if I threw it away. I think I threw it away. Huh? But, um... But yeah, so actually, probably the Dark Souls series. That's an interesting one. Okay, um, we're gonna break these last two up because we the way we worded them ended up, or the way we ordered them ended up having Josh have two in a row. Uh, Josh Shoop. So we'll break them up with a different Josh here in a minute. Uh, Josh Shoops is what? Are you talking about because the email and that one? Yeah, because Josh Shoop has the May email and then this gotcha. one that, that found its way, and then we also have Josh Drago. Uh, so in this one, we're going to say, let's see, with us now having Detroit become human out there, another story-driven game with critical choices, What? who do you think truly does it choose your own adventure, does the choose your own adventure best? Telltale's great, but damn, do they need an update. Word yeah, that. Yeah, they do. Uh, but I really have to give it to Don't Nod and Deck Nine for the Life is Strange games. Between the incredible soundtracks, very relatable characters, and solid storytelling, I think that they are the best experience when it comes to choose your own adventure. So this is what I'm going to kind of say. I'm going to say... Of the three, Telltale's the weakest. Now, uh, yeah. I will say Telltale this year... Doesn't mean they're bad games. Telltale this year, with Guardians of the Galaxy surprisingly being better to me than I really expected. Batman, and Tales of the Borderlands Batman being as good as it was. Batman Season 2 being way better than I expected. Tell, Tales of the Borderlands being great. Wolf Among Us being great. They are obviously... They have things but here's the thing their stories are great the gameplay is not it's no, just it's, it's one of those things so yes i mean eventually detroit and heavy rain and uh beyond i'll say they're, beyond they're, they're my is the best worst, right but D- detroit and heavy rain to me have the best gameplay but that's very closely followed if heavy by rain... well that's very closely followed by life is strange though because life is strange takes a lot more cues from the from heavy rain and basically the quantic dream style by giving you way more nicely done control of your character uh, and part of that's because they came into it later than Telltale, and they chose to do a whole new engine. Uh, you know, they're, they're coming in with this new engine later, so they were able to do something differently. Whereas Telltale continued to just try and push the same engine over and over and over, and and continue to iterate on it so they can try and keep their speed up. But they still have problems with speed, so it's one of those things. I mean, Telltale need 
I like Telltale the best when I'm not doing anything but hitting the buttons of what to say. Whenever I have to fully control the game, I hate Telltale games. They are clunky. They yeah. feel like your wall. Like the animations are stiff. They feel like you shouldn't be controlling them. They just look so out of place. Whereas Detroit, for the most part, looks beautiful. All the animations look very Quantum smooth. Quantum Dream did a really good job with it. Uh, Heavy Rain, not now, but when it came out on PS3 originally, looked really good and played really well. And I still think it plays better than any of the Telltale if, games. If Heavy Rain is anything come in comparison to Detroit, I will have fun As someone who has played and beat both, play Heavy Rain. Because is it better? It's not better. Detroit is but better. But it's, it's on par. But it's really, really good. Okay. I'll you, you'll have to look over a little bit of the age that's going to show through because oh, the no, game I, is from yeah. 2010. No, trust me. But... It's it's so good. I think if you're liking this one for the reasons you've told me you've liked it, you're going to love Heavy Rain. Um, well, so, but I, I will did. say Life is Strange gets a lot of like credit. I, I do, and other people who are doing it, they are very close second to me. And, and if it wouldn't have been from Beyond being a little bit of a misstep for Quantic, I think they would have the crown easily. But instead, they have the crown with Don't Not being kind of right up behind them and then Deck Nine, obviously, with their uh, Before the Storm game. Uh, now we're going to move into a different question. This is from Mr. Josh... Drago. Apodaca. A- Apodaca. I do not know I've if he wanted, wanted his last time. name on air. You don't know how to spell it, I hope. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that, Josh, in case that was it. Uh, he says, what's up, wannabe Kratos and Mr. Can't Keep Promises? Question, I bought a gaming laptop in October, and it's great, but I haven't been playing with it since I bought Cuphead. I'm always on PS4, and it's hard for me to make time for my gaming laptop. How can I make time for it, and how do you guys make time for your other consoles slash handhelds? Thanks, and don't be sorry. Be better. I actually really love the ending on that. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to say it just the same as, like, you play your PS4. Just play it instead okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna say this i actually sympathize a little bit more with him because i have a very capable gaming pc even more capable now yeah uh, which i bought it for different reasons to be fair right i just want i like keeping a, a well-spec computer up to date because i do uh i do use, we render uh, and stuff I, and... I do render and i do recording and stuff musically occasionally so i do want a computer that can run really well and render without problems and keep up with most of the cpu intensive stuff that i do but uh, I do have a very capable gaming PC, and this laptop is not a slouch either. It's not a gaming laptop per se, but it can do quite a bit gaming-wise. Um, but I find it so so hard to pull myself away from PlayStation, and, and it's a number of reasons. You know, I find that I have a hard time moving away from PlayStation because if the game is available on both, I just want to play it on PlayStation because it's more comfortable. It's, it feels more at home to me with the controller, even though you can use the DualShock 4 with a little bit of tinkering on the on the PC, fine. It depends on the op- it depends on the optimization too. Sure, and then I think the other thing comes down to if I can play the game on PlayStation and get trophies for it and have that drive to want to keep playing it. Trophies are strong, uh, cool. Because like here's the thing: what I love about trophies is that they they and yes, I guess you know at the cost of normal replayability that games used to offer, but a lot of games that wouldn't normally have replayability give you re- or give you or they have Excuse less me. more shallow replayability. I say that like Omen Sight. I wanted to go back and replay some of it so that I could do the Platinum because I really enjoyed the game. Whereas if I played that on PC, even if I would have enjoyed the game, I wouldn't have played after beating it. I would have been done with it. Um, And I think there's something to be said there. Uh, Trophies pull me more to get more value out of the game because I tend to play the game longer, um, which ends up working out because, you know, like Detroit, 
I think it's worth $60, but I know a lot of people wouldn't. But it's even easier for me to justify my $60 because I'm going back and playing through every scenario because the game did it well enough to make me want to do that and because I want the Platinum. Again, the game was well enough that it wanted me to drive for the Platinum. So there's that. But I think, you know, one of the biggest things is find the games on the PC that you just can't play on PlayStation, which is rare these days. But go to Steam. There's a lot of good ones, though. Go to Steam and look and find the games that you can't play. Cuphead. Find some of the Xbox exclusives that you not have played that are also available like Dude. I do think depending on the games you like Josh I don't know what they are but I really enjoyed Quantum Break For, uh, Horizon Forza Horizon 3 if you like racing games so what I mean is like you gotta find the games that are not available and you gotta want them enough to just kinda do that like and then you it has times, backwards compatibility potential too which is what a lot of people skimp out on is that a lot of times you'll be thinking like, oh, I wish I could play Dead Space. If you have a gaming computer, go on to EA Origin and buy it. Which, and I will can. say, I imagine that Josh is probably the kind of person like I am who keeps all of his old consoles. Um, but, you know, I think the handheld thing is another thing. Handhelds I break off separately from computers. Because yeah, computers they are the here in, in my same room. But I normally don't tend to play my handheld unless I'm in bed. Also, a thing to point out, too, is that a lot of people who have or have the idea of a gaming computer, we both use ours the same as we do with our like our, everything's connected on our desk. Some people yeah. will say that like, oh, I can't do PC gaming because it's from a couch or it's not from a couch. Well, we don't do it from a couch. We don't game from a couch. Yeah, I game from this anyways. chair that I sit in and yeah. I have a TV with my, so my gaming TV, my PS4 are all over here and then directly in front of us is my computer that we use our screen as a monitor. And that's exactly this. how mine's So, up. I mean, there's that and I think it depends. So there's a little bit of a barrier gone for us because we're not worried about couch. You know, we're comfortable in the way we play games anyway. Handhelds are great though because they could be in a car, on a plane and they could just be on the couch comfy time. That's my favorite See, way See, I don't do it on the couch typically because it's not as comfortable favorite. for me but I normally I do it. I, so you want to know how I pull that one off. Handhelds to me, I will make myself go to bed an hour earlier than I usually would from this game room, and I'll go sit in my bed, I'll pull the Vita out, uh, and I'll just start playing it while I'm laying in bed and watching a show I've watched a million times so that there's something background that's kind of making me feel like I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking, getting more done, and also relaxing in a weird sense. Um, and since the handheld games tend to be that way anyway, they tend to lend themselves better than not having to worry about playing with sound. A lot of the time I just play them without sound. I played Guacamelee entirely without sound. Which is weird, that but is that's weird. how I play handheld games. Even unless they have dialogue, if they have like real on, voice acted dialogue. On my Switch, it's always audible but not loud. Mm, I see that. So I mean, it's one of those weird things. I mean, yeah, you want to get your money's worth, and I mean, I have a computer that costs me more than my my PS4 by far, but I get way more value out of my PS4 because it's the it's the ecosystem I choose to dive there, into. And there's way more value just the, other than gaming that you can get out of that. But PC. find the games that you can't like. So it's, I don't know if you are Josh, but like, say you're a fan of Diablo, right? Diablo is the only console game that's like that. But there's plenty of games like that. Torchlight Two, Path of Exile, uh, that's Path free. of Exile. Uh, you fun. have games like uh, the Van Helsing game or whatever it is. It may not be Van Helsing. I'm, I, I may be thinking a little weirdly, but my Excuse point me. being, there's plenty of games on the PC that fit that mold. So find genres that aren't as represented on consoles that you like, that you haven't played a lot of, and go and find them on PC. And it's fun to play with keyboard and mouse, too. Like It, it sounds daunting at first, but to me, it's fun. It's, it it's depends fun. on the game. It, it, Any first-person shooter on me, PC so. is keyboard and mouse for me. I will not choose otherwise. Yeah. So and I, and I will say though the one thing that you may happen is that you may get a game on sale on PC for so cheap because Steam does have really great sales. Uh, it does that you'll play it on there and then you would and you're going to end up wishing that it was on PlayStation. You, and if it is, you're going to wish that you would have bought it on there because you loved it so much. I did that with um, oh lord, uh, what's the name of the game? Saw the puzzle game where you're 
uh, the Talos Principle. Yeah. I loved the Talos Principle. My biggest regret is that I did not play it on PS4, so I don't have any trophies to show for it. I mean, Dishonored just 1, I have no trophies well, just, to show for just, it. Just, just do it. I thought about it, but we'll see. So, good question, and I mean, I hope that kind of helps. I mean, if it's a laptop and that's something in your mind that you can help break away from something, if no, you can use it in another room I've never or something s- to kind of give yourself like, oh, this is my laptop time, this is for gaming on laptop, this is for gaming on the console. The big problem is having to be constantly plugged in with those a lot of times. Like well, the second yeah. you turn on a game, it's like two hours later. Like y'all, y'all think Switch has a bad battery. Y'all wait till y'all see a game in laptop's battery. So I mean, it's, it's after a, it's, it's been unplugged and been playing a game. Reasonable question. But we are to the last question of the podcast or the bonus mail reader mail episode. This is from Mr. Josh Shoop again. Hey dudes, so it's time for you to record your May question. And wanna this is not a out, question. It looks like I want to say he told us that we were not allowed to read this, so we did not. We respected we, Josh's we, yeah. wishes. We respected you, buddy. I have no idea so we've not this read is. this. We don't know what this is. It's pretty long, though. I'll tell you that much. So, hey, dudes. So it's time for you to record your May question special episode, and I have a story for you. That's right, a story. So find yourself an easy chair, grab yourself a cold beverage, and relax while I spin you a tale. The year is twenty XX. So I'm gonna say that this is twenty thirty eight. The human population is all but lost, save for the few that were able to find shelter before the meteor fell. So this is apparently a meteor story. I thought I was going to say androids. Okay, so the world has completely changed, and now there are monsters roaming the world. Mankind has had to adapt to these new changes. Our heroes, who come from a region called the South, are no different than anyone else that have longed to find answers. The only problem, of course, is that they don't know what the proper question was to get the answer. Legend told of a... <laughs> the little bit that I'm seeing while I'm reading this is ridiculous. Okay, legend told of a professor professor from a quaint little town to the west that could aid in their longing for finding out the question. As soon as our heroes were of age and could succumb to the journey at hand, our heroes Brett and Saul left the comforts of their home. The journey was perilous and full of danger. On many occasions, our heroes would have to hide from the creatures that lurked the land, for they were dangerous to fight alone. Starvation and desire to abandon their quest was always in the back of their minds. Somehow, though, their deep friendship kept them together. Finally, after 43 days, 16 hours, 17 minutes, and 22 seconds, they had arrived. Tired and all but on death's doorstep, they opened the door to the professor's residence. The professor turned to our heroes and said, I think I know why you're here. Saul, using Brett as support, stands. Using Brett as support to stand, yells, Professor, we have traveled very far to seek out the question from you because we don't know what the answer is until we know the question. The professor replies, the question is very simple. Brett screams, tell us, old man, for we are coffin fodder soon and we must know. The professor then turns around and presses a red button. And from... It's a bomb. Hold on. Press, turns around and presses a red button from a panel on the wall opens up to reveal three objects. Our heroes look in astonishment. And the professor asks him... From one, asked them the one thing that they had been searching for in their journey. Gentlemen, you must make a choice. Oh, my God. Squirtle! Gentlemen, you must make a choice between these three, and once you have chosen, you can never go back. Your choices are Charmander, Charmander Squirtle, and Bur- Bulbasaur. But man, I've read reading way too much. Charmander, Squirtle, Squirtle and Bur- Bulbasaur. Excuse my retardedness. I'm sorry. Dun-dun-dun. Uh, Keep up the great work, guys. I look forward to the show every week. Your pal, Josh, obviously Charmander is the most badass. That's his, no, that's they, his addition. I'm going to tell you right now. Me and my buddy, Corey, the, you know, first question on this, um, my wee bro, we had a big conversation about this. And while I do think that all three of the Generation 1 starters are great, I love them all, I've played them. I've played as them all, Squirtle's my boy. No, yeah, Squirtle, like Mega Blast toys even. And, and look, just so just in case you weren't aware, 
you can probably see aware. the water signal aware. See, look, I'm, I'm, saying, I'm done. I'm tired of reading. So let's just say here. Look, Squirtle, War Turtle, Blastoise. My PC so my is point still being, updated. I do love Charmander. He's my boy. I love him too. But Squirtle is where it's at. He's the OG, and he's the guy who I originally played with. Now, when I play the game again, I choose to choose Charmander because I choose he, Charmander the first time. I chose Charmander the first oh, time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Squirtle's Bul- my boy, Bulbasaur though. is my last one. I do like Bulbasaur, though. There's just something, I guess, like the kind of dog-like thing about him. But they're all three great. Um, Bulbasaur's a frog. What? Bulbasaur is a frog. I do not agree with this. What do you mean it's a toad? No, when I say it's a dog, I'm not saying it's like, but it looks like a dog to me. Like the way it stands and kind of acts. But now that you say it, I I understand. (laughs) Oh, my God. So is it a toad with a plant on its back? Is that what it's supposed to be? I've never read the, the, hold up, we about to look up, boys. Oh, my gosh. Somebody, please help this man. I need everybody. I need Liam. I need. I mean, Josh. I thought he was like. Hold on. He's a Bulbasaur, so he's a dinosaur with a plant on his back. Is he a frog? Bulbapedia is going to tell us somewhere in here. Small quadruped Pokemon that has blue blue green skin with darker green patches. So he's not a frog. But I could. I mean, now that you're saying it, I get why you would think so. But he doesn't have a long tongue, so he doesn't have obvious frog things. He's a, he's just a, a dinosaur. Are you telling me that doesn't kind of look like a Shiba Inu, like a big headed dog? No, with a little plant on its back. No, because those don't have scales, which is what presumably what those colored patches are. Do you think they're scales? No, I think like his his body is scales, like scaly. I think if that not scaly, then soft like obviously. This is what it's come down to. Me and you have taken creative liberties with this character when we first saw him, and we've stuck to him. It, so. I, it's funny. I type in Google as Bulbasaur, and then autocomplete first thing a is frog. a frog. I, I'm 99 percent sure. Oh, there's even like oh, that's very creepy looking. I do not recommend um, <laughs> googling what a, like a realistic Bulbasaur looks like. All um, right. Well, anyway, that's your answer, Squirtle. Uh, and I know that my boy Corey agrees with me as well. But, hey, Josh, you know, thanks for, thanks for the question. I actually really like the way you choose to tell the story. Um, good uh, little bit of misdirection. Uh, Saul, anything you'd like to say? Thank you, guys, for uh, listening to us ramble a lot. Thank yeah, this you. is Thank a dumb, these are the dumb free episodes that we do extra, you know, that we don't have to worry about sticking with any kind of a format or formula or, or spending time. You know, we're just answering dumb questions. So for those of you who do join these episodes, because we know that they are way different and they're not necessarily what you expect, some people don't care about our, our personal opinions or personal lives. So we thank those who take the time out to ask us questions uh, about things like that, definitely things like this. Uh, and like me and Saul were talking about, we have very different standards on how excited we are for the new Pokemon game. Uh, I'm, the I'm Let's excited. Go Pikachu. I'm now, I don't, I don't, I don't like the ghost stuff. I, I, I've said that before. I do not like it. I'm just going to ignore it to play the game. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We'll make see. A pass. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna deal with it. I'm nor am I gonna look that much into it until you, you have to get it. another switch. <laughs> yeah, but I also don't want to buy a switch until it's but, smaller. But I, like, I stand by that. So smaller. Yeah, I want oh, a smaller oh, form oh. factor. Well, you know Nintendo's gonna do it because they're not gonna make a bigger one. Well, I mean, technically, I know, they, they started off smaller than when XL. But nope. how do you go in XL on that? You know? Well, no, no, not technically. Technically, the DS became the DS Lite. But it was actually bigger footprint overall. It was just well, I say no. it was thinner, but it was the same size. And I then mean, they eventually went to XL. No, not really. It, yeah, it was just a redesign. It wasn't even like a sim. I, I was a fan of it. Let's hope. I, I oh, hope DS Lite was great. The original DS was hideous. The DSi is by far the best iteration of the DS, though. and it was bigger. No, it was yeah. the same size DS Lite. No, it was, a, it was a little bit bigger. No, dude, but maybe maybe just a minuscule. Like right like, now, as like an adult, maybe like maybe half an inch on each side. Because we sold them at GameStop, and they were always bigger. I don't remember that. Anyway, that said, this is Triangle Squared or has been Triangle Squared. This is our bonus May Reader Mail episode, and we will see y'all. Let's see. This next episode will be recorded. Yeah, we'll record it this this weekend. So we will see y'all Monday. um, And. 
Thank you. Thank you, guys. And thank you all for checking out Saul's Plays, premiering on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Central Time, noon Pacific Time. Looky there. May change that. I don't know. But we can, you know. Thank you, guys.